Hello again and welcome back. SpropMoney.com presents the December Precious Metal Projections. Just some of the content you get for free from Sprop Money every month. And joining us as usual is our friend Chris Vermeulen of the TechnicalTraders.com. Chris, always good to see you, my friend. Yeah, same here, Craig. Hey, as we get rolling, uh, it is now uh, December the 8th as we record this. There are a few days left to get onto SprotMoney.com, check out the holiday gift guide and scroll through and see if you can't find some gifts to give this holiday season. What do we have? Uh, 16, 17 shopping days left before Christmas. That's time. Sprot Money will turn around and get it right out to you real quick. There's all kinds of great things that you can give to anybody on your shopping list, particularly good for like kids and stuff, you know, uh, rather than just give them a gift card to, Apple iTunes or something, you know, get them a silver round or a couple of them and uh, educate them a little bit about sound money and what the value is of sound money. So there you go. Just go to the site as Chris is showing you uh, and you can click around and see what you like. And like I said, they'll get it right out to you. You can do it through the site. You can give them a call at 888-861-0775. Um, Chris, let's, it's been an interesting start to the month of December. Uh, last Friday, uh, we ended the month of November, actually on Thursday of last week. First time spot gold had ever finished a month north of $2,000. Yep. We then finished Friday with the highest weekly and daily closes ever seen uh, in the futures market. And then anybody that follows the precious metals, you, you know what was coming next, and we've certainly <laughs> had it. Uh, before we get to the charts, let's let's kind of go some context, though. December is typically a pretty strong month for the precious metals. The last five or six has averaged maybe a three and a half, four percent gain for gold. Mm -hmm. uh, what can you tell us about seasonality as it relates to the precious metals? Yeah, well, when we look at seasonality-wise, uh, this year has been moving very similar, even for the SP500, which we can touch on later. But seasonality has definitely been in play this year. How the markets have typically moved over the past 30-so years has been how this year has moved out. And we've seen a very strong push-up uh, through October into November for gold. And typically, right at the end of November, beginning of December, we see gold pull back just a little bit before it has an end-of-year, uh, another push higher. And so we're really just, we're starting to see this pullback in gold, in miners, in silver. Uh, and they've all had, as we'll go over the charts, a very strong kind of impulse push to the upside, clearing away, breaking through resistance levels. And we're getting that first pullback of what looks to be a new uptrend in the, in, especially in the miners. Uh, and that could be a very strong signal because we might actually have a very strong support level plus seasonality wise is in favor for a rally to literally spark any day here and, and pushes up to the end of the year. So we're kind of in this phase right here. We're just seeing everything pull back and then we could see a nice strong push right up into, uh, into the end of the year. And then another, maybe a little pause in January. And then it, it continues to push higher right into February. So we're still on this, in this upward trend. And of course, as you know, nothing goes straight up. So there's always going to be a rally, a pause, a rally, a pause, another rally. So we just have to you know, understand the underlying trend, which is, you know, turning to the upside for the, especially for the precious metal miners. Right. You know, in, in December, you know, we usually get a little tax loss selling as well. That kind of impacts the miners. That for me usually wraps up, you seem like around the 15th or the 20th of the month. A lot of times you get a late, <clears throat> excuse me, late December rally. Um, 
It's interesting too. You know, I noted that uh, highest monthly close of all time in spot gold north of 2000. How significant is it, do you think, to the generalist trader, Chris, to see not only a high monthly close, but if we can hang in there through the month of December and finish the quarter at a new quarterly high in north of 2000, would that mean much, do you think, to a regular trader? I think it shows signs of strength. I mean, we did have a, a, a monthly close way up here last month. I haven't looked at the quarterly chart in a very long time. Let's actually take a look at that. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely been pushing up. At this point, it just looks like a it's just channeling to the upside, right? It keeps pushing yeah. to kind of higher higher closes on the monthly, or sorry, the quarterly. And um, yeah, so it, it, it it's in a strong uptrend. I think you know the precious metals really kind of broke out of this multi year base in 2019, and it's really just kind of correcting and trying to figure out. You know, is it going to continue to pause longer? Is it going to pull back a bit? Or is it going to explode and pop to the upside? I think every time there's a monthly close and a quarterly close um, to some new highs, it's usually a pretty good sign. It means there's obviously more strength. There's accumulation going on. Um, doesn't always mean it's it's going to break out and take off, but it is, it is a sign that there's people being nervous. They are constantly flowing into gold and it's getting accumulated. It is not getting sold off. So it is grinding its way higher and holding its value. Well, that'll be something everybody watching us should keep an eye on as we get <clears throat> deeper in the month. Like you said, it nothing is ever straight up and it, bull markets and gold in, in particular are usually characterized by three steps forward and two steps back. Yeah. Uh, regarding those two steps back, uh, we were looking <laughs> pretty good. Uh, as I said, last Friday the 1st, and it has been a very challenging week all the way up to here Friday the 8th with the latest jobs numbers in the U.S. Seemed like everybody got a little overly optimistic in terms of rate cut expectations and what the bond market had done. Mm -hmm. Kind of seeing all that work through now. However, um, on the short-term charts, we've had some kind of funky candles on there. What, what do you see in the short term? Yeah, I mean... Uh... Well, we definitely see the seasonality wise, like right here, we're, we're gold bottoms out in October and it kind of works yep. its way up to the end of November. And then we have that December pullback. But as, as you can see, this is a, not a very good type of candle. This is like a blow off exhaustion move, a short squeeze. I think it hit new highs. There's also people saying if it hits new highs, I'm going to buy. So there's this huge technical kind of trigger. And then suddenly massive money stepped in and just started unloading gold it's had a little bit of a pause and now it's starting to break down as you and I are talking right now. And I, I feel like this is more of a technical level that just got breached and ran the stops, sucked in anybody who had orders put out there to buy long if the market breaks to new highs. And a really good, let, let's just step back at the monthly really quick here. So when we look at this, I think we have all seen this chart, um, know the big pattern here, but right where we broke the, this high up here, uh, is where we started to see the big explosive move. And we really can see that on the on the um, 10 minute chart. So this is the 10 minute chart. And this is right where gold broke out right through here to new all time highs. As soon as there was, a, there was a big wave of money piling in and then suddenly as soon as it broke, there was a technical move where I think shorts got squeezed out, automated buy orders kicked in to cover the shorts. People bought long. They had orders set to, to buy gold if it hits new highs. And literally that became the crowded trade. It just, when everybody does the same thing at the same time and price just moves straight, 
Typically, it's a sign of exhaustion. It, usually, the market is going to go the exact opposite way that everybody just went. And that is exactly what we've seen. It's been consolidating here for several days. Now it's breaking down with more massive volume. And uh, it is not a very good sign. This, this whole spike, uh, like a lot of people are getting really excited about it. It is exciting, but it really is to me. It's not, a, I, I don't see it quite as a legitimate move. I see it as just the market running stops. It's not like it actually yeah. ran up there from pure real demand. It was just a trigger of all kinds of stops and, and buy orders that is literally popping and dropping. It's just a fake out, right? It's it's just the market yeah. probably sees a lot of orders out there and says, hey, we can get up there. We can trigger a ton of people to lose a ton of money and be able to bet offside and, and, and you know crush the price here. So as we all know, gold is somewhat manipulated. So somebody's probably making millions off this uh, this move, if not much more. Well, and it, it's worth noting, uh, it, it began at about 6.15 Eastern Sunday night. Yeah. And so it wasn't like it gapped up $60 higher right at the open. Mm -hmm. uh, it went sideways and was unchanged at 6.15 Eastern, 15 minutes after the open. And then that happened. And, I, and yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Air pockets were hit. And you got this, it only took about 15 minutes to move up $50. Yeah. So I, I wish we could take some white out and just erase <laughs> that whole 24 hours. Then you just have some consolidation, a little weakness today, you know, yeah, a little pullback at resistance instead of this yeah. giant reversal on multiple time frames. <laughs> right. And then, you know, and again, that just leads to more liquidation because the average trader or hedge fund looks at that and goes, oh, wow, that looked whatever anyway let's look at let's look at the weekly chart though yep okay and again there's a pretty nasty candle on that too um i kind of like to chide people on my site that say it's a triple top and a quadruple top i mean to me there's double tops and there's double bottoms everything else is a trading range right okay and we have been consolidating between about 1700 and 2000 now now you could make the case maybe this was a false breakout but I don't know. That's just me. What do you, what do you see? I mean, that at this point, that's what it feels like. It just feels like the market ran up, ran a bunch of orders, triggered a bunch of uh, people. Like the market's always trying to shake everybody out of their position. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of at this point, that's what it looks like. I mean, it's not a good sign when you have a long, a big rally or an upper yeah. wick and then a huge reversal. We saw that over here. There was you know big rally up and a reversal down and. It sold off. We saw a huge yeah. rally up here in the next bar. It sold down. So these yeah. aren't these aren't very strong signs. Every time we've seen this, I mean, these pullbacks from the highs have been pretty substantial. We're looking at like 20, uh, 21. Uh, this last one here wasn't nearly as bad, but 12. So, I mean, it averages out to about a 17% pullback from this type of move. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan of these bars. To me, it's a, a very much so a... The uptrend is now paused. This is a kind of a reversal bar. And, you know, the, the monthly chart to me shows a, a really good, I, I like candle analysis. And when we look at the monthly chart, uh, when we have a major top up in these areas where these upper wicks are, when you have a reversal type candle, uh, usually you have two or three bars after that, that follow yeah. that trend. So you have a reversal bar, then you have one, two, three down bars. And then kind of that bar momentum is like stalled out. So I always look for the, the next three bars to happen after a major reversal to be in favor of that reversal. So we've got, obviously here was a never ending stream of selling. 
Um, so we could have, uh, you know, a couple months of maybe gold struggling or trading sideways, but there is definitely demand for gold versus the miners and, and silver. Money keeps rolling into it. I think people in the in the global economy are getting nervous. They're accumulating gold, which is why it's holding up and poking to new highs. So gold, I think, is very, very much of a slow beast. It's much more conservative, and I don't see it having like huge downside, but it might not, you know, want to take off too much. Um, until the perfect storm kind of brews, or maybe it, it can recover from these reversal bars. Um, but we are coming into a sweet time in the market when gold, silver, and miners tend to do well. The last time right. we had um, pre kind of major bear market correction, we saw gold trade sideways for like a year and a half. And then gold, silver, and miners all put in a multi-month rally just before the stock market went into a full-on financial reset. And we have been putting in a you know, a, a multi-year consolidation, it's poking up here and trying to break. And we could see, you know, gold, silver, and miners actually have a run for a few months uh, <clears throat> just before we see the equities market crash. I mean, we tend to see precious metals and, and energy actually do fairly well in this stage. So there is a, a, a bullish scenario that this shakeout, this big news-based move will fizzle out potentially in a few days and it'll restabilize and it might want to keep going higher. And the gold miners are starting to show signs that they are starting to trend, reverse trends, and they're starting to go higher, <clears throat> which supports that we could actually get a nice rally in gold and it'll push up to all-time highs and keep going. And uh, the miners might start to participate. So it's interesting, Chris. It's almost like a tug of war. I mean, the seasonal factors, like you said, that are maybe more fundamental versus the technical factors of those nasty candles. It'll be... Interesting to see where we go from here. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. I would let's just kind of in our final moments, let's talk about the miners because um, it's, it's almost like they become a value play, Chris. You know, you've got all the growth stocks, and then you've got these miners that, especially producers, that pay a nice dividend. <clears throat> the chart, and let's start with the GDX, and then we'll wrap up with the SILJ. Uh, the chart of the GDX looks like we got another major bottom. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's put in a, a multi-year bottom. It's uh, <clears throat> kind of got this major resistance area and we're, we're kind of just settling back down. I mean, it, it popped up. It, this to me is like a launch pad. It's just kind of, it's just fizzling out. It's just kind of putting in its time, waiting for the right perfect storm for the precious metal space to go. And this is, uh, what is this? This is the monthly chart. So, I mean, we're looking at the big view. It, it's channeling down, but it is starting yeah. to try <clears throat> to put in some traction. We have potentially a higher high here on the on the monthly chart and when we zoom into the shorter term if we were to drop down to the daily chart uh we can start to see it's getting it's getting some momentum let me just clear these lines out uh i mean it's it's still a pretty noisy chart it's all over the place but we we could argue you know it is it's got this kind of neckline through here you could say there's an inverse uh head and shoulders and, you know, we've broken through this neckline with, with some pretty good momentum. It's pushed up and now it's pulling back. So we do have a series of higher, higher lows. We've got a series of higher highs. And this is the first pullback out of this basing formation. And typically the first pullback can be a buying opportunity. It is settling down into support. It's settling down to this 50-day moving average. Um, and, you know, it had a very strong impulse wave. It broke a very clear resistance area. So that is a, always a really good sign. And um, yeah, it's it's got potential here to kick into high gear and, and ramp back up into the, the mid-30s by the end of the year. 
fight that tax loss selling. And I mean, I can remember uh, multiple years where the last two weeks of the year, even without the metals rallying, you know, people are uh, moving back into the mining shares after tax loss selling, you know, or they're selling Newmont and buying, you know, Barrick or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And, and you get these really, so it's something to keep an eye on. And I, you know, what's been really frustrating for a lot of people this year is the silver miners for anybody that's been involved in them, because it has just been lower highs and lower lows, as you can see on that chart. Yeah. Painful. However, I even, even uh blind old me can see a double bottom maybe there. Um, so what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, it looks like a pretty clear double bottom. And I mean, we've got an impulse wave, which is uh, when when you, especially when you get a double bottom and let me just grab the tool here. So once we start to break these kind of these internal highs, we broke a series of highs here. We broke a more significant high right here. We broke another high over here. We broke another one here. My general rule of thumb is if you get a strong rally and it breaks through two resistance levels, then you have enough, it has a lot of upward momentum. You've just broken through two ceilings. So typically after you've broken through two, that first pullback is a buying opportunity. It, it means it's settling down. It's just taking a pause and a breather before it goes higher. So we've had this really strong move in silver miners. And now we're getting that first pullback. It's pulling back to the 20 day. And seasonality wise, that is exactly what happens historically is we get this pullback here for the first week of December, and then suddenly um, traction can kick in, and we could start to see this uh, really take off and start to, to rally back up, potentially up to these 1070 or, or even higher. Let's just zoom out on the chart a little bit. Um, th there's quite a bit of potential for it to come way back up here. That's a pretty decent run if it was to have one of these explosive moves. I mean, the nice thing about this is a very explosive move. This is a very quick, sharp pullback. Uh, and it can, if it continues this momentum, we can actually draw where that upside target is. This the silge here has got potential to rally up to eleven fifty, which brings us back up into more or less these two these two tops. And percentage wise, uh, from where we are as you and I are speaking, that's about a, a twenty plus percent gain. Um, and and what's interesting here is actually the uh, the six one eight target happens to be right at this this next level. So. As I always say, if something goes up, hits the 618 and pauses for a couple bars, we almost always go up and hit that 100%. And both of them happen to be more or less uh, at our previous resistance or major kind of little double top here. Uh, yeah. So there's a very bullish case that the, the shift is starting to take place and we might have an explosive move for metals uh, going into the, the close of this year. Right. I mean, that that's the thing that that uh, those mining, that especially the silge would if it were, the sills were to go up 25% from here, you would think that would foreshadow or go, coincide with a rally in the actual metal. So yep. something to think about. And like I said, that seasonality chart you shared right at the beginning, uh, that's significant. That's something people need to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. um, Chris, as we wrap up, uh, please tell everybody a little bit about what you do at your service. And then you always talk about the best asset now. What are you seeing? Sure. Well, yeah, let's jump over to the best asset. So I call it the band strategy, which stands for best asset now. And um, some of the some of the best assets on our list is actually the ARK WETF. This is one that we've been long. And I mean, it just keeps poking to some new highs here, uh, new multi-month highs. Uh, so this is this is one of the best uh, assets that we're in here. Uh, I really like it. This is I mean, when the when you look at the grand scheme of things, 
this is uh oh i don't have this chart set to go far enough back but in the grand scheme of things i mean it's still down very sharply but from yeah. the highs in 2021 20, uh, but overall these are very strong powerful waves and you know this if the stock market keeps rallying uh, and there's potential we get a very big explosive move into the end of the year and we actually maybe even hit all-time highs on the indexes to really to do something similar to what gold has just done, where it po pokes the new highs and everyone piles in, all the big shorts that are offside cover. Um, if we get that end of year rally in the stock market, seasonality-wise, it's pointing to the same thing. Um, we could see some of these these best sectors here really pop and scream higher. Like these, some of these ETFs like uh, can rally uh, five, eight, ten, twelve percent a day if we get that perfect type of storm. And we might see some very explosive and have a very strong close to the end of the year this year uh, in equities. Another one that we are long is, is URA. It's been kind of treading water a little bit the last couple of weeks, but it's had a very strong run. And in the grand scheme of things, uh, the big picture of uranium, which I don't have this chart set to go back far enough, but uh, you know, it is, it is kind of breaking out, it's testing old resistance, and it is primed and ready for a very big rally again of probably another 15, 20% very easily if we get an end of year squeeze. So these are a couple of the the, the best sectors that we're in that were long. We are also long the uh, the Bitcoin, the the, the Bitto um, ETF as well, which is uh, rocketed higher. I don't think I have it on this particular list right here, but um, yeah, so that's what I, I more or less cover. I cover indexes, precious metals, the, the sectors uh, subscribers can go to or in interested individuals can go to the technical traders.com. And I go through the charts just like you and I did, but I go through all the indexes and bonds and oil and all those things uh, every morning before the opening bell. And uh, they can follow, they can follow along. And whenever I have a trade, I, I share the trades that I do and the, the trade signals I get. And we, we trade together and, and I focus on ETFs. So I keep it pretty straightforward. I don't get into individual stocks but we're, we're catching tides or waves in the markets and sectors. <clears throat> Chris, that's fantastic. And I know you've always been one of Eric Sprott's favorite technical analysts. And so what greater vote of confidence can you have than that? Again, Chris Vermeulen, thetechnicaltraders.com. Please be sure to check out his site. And of course, please be sure to check out Sprott Money. Not just during the holiday season, all year long. You know, we talk about the long-term charts. And if you're a stacker of physical metal, that's where your focus should be. Not so much this noise, the daily charts, you know, and the engulfing candles and stuff. <clears throat> it's that long-term chart that you need to pay the most attention to. So that makes it always a good time to stack. And so there you go, SpropMoney.com. Check them out. And if anything, as you leave this podcast, give them a like or a subscribe on whichever channel you've been watching because that, that helps them spread the word and is very beneficial as well. Chris, thanks so much for your time. Happy holiday season. We've had a great year. I look forward to doing this again in 2024. Sounds great. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, we'll see you in the new year, guys. You got it. And uh, from all of us at Sprout Money, happy holidays. Have a great new year. And uh, we'll see you in January. <laughs>